All right, and here we have him, Mr. Robert Walls. How are you, mate? How's things? I'm good, thanks, Robert. Very good. All right, so... We've... Did you introduce my dog? No, we didn't introduce That's him. Lily. How are you, Lily? How you going? She's very fascinated. She's seven years old, you told me. She's beautiful. Yeah. All right, you're going to be part of the interview. You're looking straight at me. You're making me nervous here. <laughs> making me nervous here. How you going? All right, so... First of all, thank you for joining the Jumper Punch. My pleasure. Do you know what episode this is? 42. Yeah, yes, we got the 42 we coming. So we get the best of the best. So we decided to come and have a chat to you. So about the 42 and the Carlton and I suppose your coaching career, yeah? So the first question is, where did it all start? Like where you started playing, I think in 67? 67 in the seniors, 66, yep. um, I went to Carlton in 66, started with the under-19s, Yep. had a few games there and then uh, into the reserve grade side and that's that's when I was given the number 42. Yep. So I played um, probably 12 or 13 games in that number in 66 in the reserves yep. and the next year um, I got my first senior game and, and they did ask me if I wanted to have a lower number. And I, okay. you know, I, was, I was only 16. I said, well, no, I'm happy with the number that I've been given. There was no priorities. Like some people want that lower number thinking it's a better be. So I've got 42, that's it, it's yeah, done. Yeah, I, did, I didn't want to get one to 10 because that's Hollywood Boulevard. It is Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard. And you know, that's so true, you know. So um, when Motlop got three this year uh, for Carlton at the moment, we thought, Oh, that's a big number to get straight away. The pressure's going to be right on you. So I'm, I'm with you with the 42. I think that was a good choice to stay with 42, yeah. Mm. So before that, did you always play football? I, I played at school and uh, I played two years with Coburg Amateurs yes. under 15 side. Yeah. And um, that was down by the Merry Creek in Coburg. Yeah. And um, playing there, it was when I was invited to train at Carlton with, with a a squad of about a hundred kids, all from the northern okay. suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Did you think um, you had a chance oh, at the time? I didn't really know. Like, I was only 15, so yeah. I, I had no idea. But I was, I was excited to go down and of course. try out. And um, the numbers whittled down, and eventually, you know, it was from 100 down to about 30, and um, okay. I was still there. It was like a bit of a game show. They were just kept, like, putting the best... Did you always barry for Carlton? No, I barried for Essendon. No, um, he barries for Carlton. Oh, I've asked like a lot of old boys, Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond, you know, so Wayne Harms was Richmond, he told me, and yeah, and they really hated it. Did you? Did yeah, you know? no, look, I, I was a mad Essendon supporter. My mother was an Essendon supporter. As it turns out, my father was a Carlton supporter. Okay. But he never went to the footy. Like, yeah. um, he'd, he'd stay home on Saturdays and listen to the races, uh, but mum would take me to Windy Hill with a few ah, of my mates, so yeah. uh, Essendon was the team that I barred for. And you went in and then you went to Carlton. Did you, uh, did you, how long did it take before you, you hated Essendon and you loved Carlton? <laughs> or do you, what do you think about Essendon now? Like is it, do you, do you, do, does that happen? No, they're not my favourite team. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Look, in, during my playing days, yeah. um, which was roughly late 60s to 1980, Carlton beat Essendon nine times out of ten. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there was rivalry, but, but we had the wood over them. Yeah, you did. John Nichols said the same thing. He said, yeah, Essendon, yeah, they had the wood on. It was Richmond who was their real rival yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you started, you remember your first game? First game was against Hawthorne at uh, Princess Park. I was full forward and uh, Hawthorne had a, a new player at full forward too called Peter Hudson. Nice, nice. He was a fair He arrived player. by helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got the tram. He did too. He did too. He arrived by helicopter. Yes, yes. Do you remember your first kick? I do. <laughs> Why? Why yeah, do you well, it was a goal. So <laughs> yeah. it was a nice way to start. Yeah, it was a nice. So you're in that, that kind of elite. Elite group, uh, the first goal, first kick, yeah. So how was that first goal? I always wonder, like, the first goal, like, you're kicking. Oh, well, it, it, look, I, I, I do remember it because, you know, being a kid in your first game, but um, 
Yeah, I, I got a mark in the forward pocket and went back and was able to put it through. Yeah, yeah. I read it and it said, uh, you you confidently just put it through. The middle of the stick, <laughs> that's what it said, yeah. When you went to Carlton, right, there was uh, a great man who was coach at the time, yeah? So he's, he's had a magnificent career and he's moved over to Carlton. How was that as a young kid? Ronald well, Dale Barassi's right there. Well, Ronald Barassi was uh, the biggest name in football. Yep. And when he moved from Melbourne to Carlton, that was a massive story. Yeah. And uh, could, we, could I, that I could, have been one of the biggest like moves ever? I think so. Yeah. Because there were not that many moves back no. in the day. And uh, you know, Barassi, premiership captain at Melbourne, uh, he'd done it all. And to go to Carlton was, was massive. So when I went to Carlton a year or two after he arrived there, it was like, gee, you know, you you were in awe of him. Of course. And uh, look, to be honest, I, I loved him. He, he was uh, he was tough, he was hard, but he was fair. And uh, he, he gave a lot of time to me, yeah. which I've always appreciated. Yeah, 100%. And, and you did get a good bomb because he played you, he moved, I think you started in defence, didn't you, in the first maybe well, half a dozen games? Or no, something. my first three games were at full forward. Yep. And uh, then I got dropped back to the reserves for a, a few weeks, and then I came back into the team and I played full back. Yep. Um, and that was in 67, and I didn't play in the final series, I got dropped again. But the next year, 68, was my first full year in the senior team right, and I yeah. played permanently back pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you played and then, then they moved you. I think the year after we lost maybe a couple of forwards or something and they moved you up forward. In 69, um, about eight, nine games into the season, I was moved from the back pocket to, to centre-half forward. And um, that's pretty much where I, I played well, for the then. next 10 years yeah. or so. Were you, when you were a junior, were you a forward, defender, ruck, maybe? You were fairly tall. No, I, I, the two years I played at Coburg Amateurs, the first year I played, uh, I was only 13 or 14, I played on a wing. Yep. And the second year, I grew a fair bit and I played centre-half back. Ah, so you played back. So forward, was that ever in your head to play forward? Oh, yeah, I... I I think everybody wants yeah, to, play to be the forward. You want to kick a goal, don't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, no, that's it, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then you, um, and so you, you went into Carlton and you, and you went into a really successful era then because before then, I think it was our biggest drought, correct? Well, it was 21 years between yeah. premierships and yeah. I know when we won it in 68, yeah. coming back to the Carlton Social Club, which had just been built, yeah, it yeah. was mayhem, like people were just off their head and, and it was it was fantastic, like I was only 18 and to be part of all of that, so, and then, well, we, I was fortunate enough to play in five grand finals in a, in a six or seven year period. I know. And you know we won three of them. Sixty-eight, we won. Sixty-nine, we lost. Seventy, we won yeah. against Collingwood. Seventy-two, we won against Richmond. Yeah. Seventy-three, then Richmond lost. beat us. So it was a, it was a magic era. Yeah, yeah. You would have thought like this is uh, not easy, but this is good, man. This is well, this is good. Look, the interesting thing is, um, at the age of twenty-three, I played in five grand finals. Yeah. I played another seven years of league footy and never played in the grand final. So you you take them when they're there because yeah, there's no certainty yeah, that they're down the track. 100%. And you kind of saw that with the 95 side. I think after we won 95, you kind of thought, oh, we should be there for a few years. And then mm. and then that was really it. I mean, yeah. it was 99, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you had a great... A great uh, playing career. I don't think people realise how good you were, and you, you kicked a lot of goals, and you had a great. But then in '86 and that, I think a lot of people, especially the younger generation, know you as a coach. You know, because you did then you moved into the coaching ranks, and you are uh, you did fairly well in the coaching ranks, I think. And there was an important premiership there that was very important to the Carlton supporters. But uh. That year, I think it was round five in 80, uh, sorry, in 77 maybe, or 76 that you went over to Richmond, yeah? No, I, let, I went to Fitzroy. Oh, sorry, sorry, not Richmond, Fitzroy, yeah, 100% yeah. Fitzroy. Uh, that was about uh, five or six games into the 78 season. The 78. And yeah. so in the middle of the season, 
you went over to Richmond, you transferred Fitzroy. across. Again, Fitzroy, because <laughs> you did go to Richmond. Fitzroy, in the middle of the season, yeah? yeah. And I think Carlton were reluctant into letting you go, but they did. Hey? No, I don't think they were reluctant. I think they were happy to really? let you go. Yeah. Oh, I think they've, they've broken in the in the thing. They said they probably made it look better than what it was, all right? Uh, and um, how was that in the middle of the year? You just go from... Like, that's, oh. like, unheard of. Like, now it sounds like it's, like, alien to us, you know? Yeah, well, in those days, you could go to another club before, yeah. I think it was the end of, of June. Yeah. And and that happened a bit. But, uh, look, I was captain of the club at that time, and um, I, I'd fallen out with the coach, who was Ian Stewart. Yeah. And, um, yeah, things, things just got a bit sour, and... I thought it's probably best if I leave, and yeah. I think they thought the same. Um, so I went to Fitzroy, and in many ways, that f for my own sake, that was a good thing because I was able to experience football at another club, yep. a very different club. I, at the time, I went from the richest club to the poorest yeah. club, and, yeah. and as an experience, that, that was really valuable for me. Yeah. I played three years at Fitzroy, Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, and, and did well, and actually. That yeah. gave me the opportunity to step straight into coaching. Yeah. And that, that wouldn't have happened had I stayed at Carlton. 100%. Yeah. So I was able to go from, the, at the age of 30, coach Fitzroy. And um, I had five years coaching at Fitzroy, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, you did well, and you, you coached Fitzroy. How was that now? So you go in from 30. Again, it's a thing that we don't really see anymore, you know? I think uh, maybe Voss went close to coaching when he went to Brisbane, maybe, when he went from player to coach, you know, it wasn't far off. And that. how was that? Like, you're a player of 30, and then the next year you're, you're actually coaching these. And you're really young, too, like a 30. Well... <sighs> My, my Carlton experience, when I went to Fitzroy as a player, I saw things happening there that I just thought, this shouldn't happen. Like, yep. it, it, it was amateurish in so many ways. Yep. So my Carlton background gave me confidence that, hey, I can make a difference here because I played there for three years and I realised that a lot of things that were happening there were not good. Yep. So the Carlton background really helped me yes. to say... I can coach this team a lot better than what I've yeah. seen happening here. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it and, and, oh, look, I, I was lucky in a way because I coached a couple of players at Fitzroy who were out-and-out out champions. Yeah, let's name them. Like, Bernie Quinlan. <laughs> Bernie Quinlan was a, was a fair player. Who won a Brownlow medal, 100-plus goal kicker. Gary Wilson yes. was as good a player as uh, as anyone, yep. and had he yeah, played yeah. for a Collingwood, Carlton, Richmond in that era, yeah. his reputation would have been so much yeah. better. But he was playing in a bottom of the ladder side. Yeah. And when I started to coach, I had three kids come into the squad from Fitzroy's under nineteen team. Yeah. Paul Roos, Gary oh. Pert, Richard Osborne. Pretty good. Pretty oh, yeah. well. We didn't know how good they were going no, no, to be. They, were, but they, were, they turned out to be fair they, players. They were going to be wonderful <laughs> players. So yeah. and, and also, you know, a few of the other boys there just gave their heart and soul. So I enjoyed that. After my fourth year at Fitzroy, I got a, a call from John Elliott's secretary to go and meet him. And I didn't know John Elliott because in my playing days, he was in America. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I met John, and he said, "I want you to coach Carlton." And I said, oh, "I've got a." a year to go on contract at Fitzroy. And he said, don't worry about that. Yeah, and I said, well, I do worry about that. <laughs> so I stayed at Fitzroy. Yeah. And that fifth year at Fitzroy, it wasn't a great year. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, I've blown the chance to coach yeah, Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I then got another phone call a year later and they asked me if I'd, I'd coach the Blues. And, uh, and I, being, being a young coach, you want to have success. And this is selfish, but I knew there was more chance of, of, of having success at Carlton than there was at Fitzroy, purely because of the economics. 100%. 100%. That was eight, you went there 86, did yes. you? Yes. Well, that, that's like now. So John Elliott approaches you a year earlier, say, like, 
Parkins cards were already signed by by then, I reckon. So he already had an idea what was about to happen. Yeah, wonder if our Parkin knew that. So and then you did the swap. You went over Fitzroy. Yeah, uh, that's amazing in itself. Yeah, I right, will take you. We'll take you. So you go in '86, and I remember '86 and '86 seven very very. I can remember those two years. Uh, but um, in '86, not only you go there. And you start, and they're a fairly good side already, mm. and we get some great, like you're saying about Fitzroy got some good players. Mm. We got we got some some well, good players that year, yeah. That well, became champions now of, of the club. Well, Kernahan, Bradley, Motley, Dorotich, Naley, Satori all came to the club in the next year or two, yeah. and uh, as you know, you know. Kernahan champion, Bradley champion, yeah. Motley would have been a champion. Unfortunately, the car accident prevented him from being able to do that. Naley yeah. was a terrific little player. Satori was, was a really good player and yeah. Dora was good value yeah. as well. So it gave you a chance with that, that sort of quality to, to be successful. Yeah. And we got to the grand final in 86 and lost it. Yeah, We got there the next year and we won it. Yeah. In 88, we played in a preliminary, and yep. uh, in 89, I got sacked. <laughs> well, yeah, it no, was it was a, quick. Well, it in was 89, yeah, 89 was a good year, but let's not forget, we'll forget about 89 for the moment. Oh, you're we, very kind. <laughs> yeah, we'll forget about that, but uh, we'll go straight to like, a, now, just quickly on Motley, right? I ask everybody this, and I just saw like a year of him, you know, and he, he was an outright champion, and everyone said, now, I don't know if they say this because... It's after the event, you know, like he was the greatest of all three of them. How good was Motley? I, I'm not sure he was the greatest of all three. Yeah. Uh, would have been the greatest of all three. Um, it's hard to say, like after the event. His, his first year wasn't great. Yeah. And nor, nor you'd say uh, Kernahan and Bradley's. Yeah. But his second year, he just... We played him on the back flank his first year, which was foreign to him. Yeah. The second year he moved into the midfield, which was you know, where he had not wanted to play. And he was just showing some really good signs. Yeah. And unfortunately the accident occurred. Yeah. Um, but he would have been you know, a 250 game yeah. player and premiership player had, had yeah. the accident. 100%. Been... And next to Bradley, him and Bradley like running around. Yeah. Oh. God, that was extreme. So then, like, at the end, so you lose the grand final in in 86, you know, that would have been heartbreaking. How do you go in the next year in 87? What do you say? What's the mindset like? Do you, do you say, like, all right, we missed out, but we're going to get it this year? Or what? Well, the mindset was uh, Hawthorne was the team that we had to beat. And yeah. we, we tracked Hawthorne every step of the way. And by that... We had uh, we had people watch every training session that Hawthorne yeah. had through the year. Obviously, every game. Yeah. I knew inside out what they were doing, um, and I knew that we trained harder. I yep. knew that uh, we were more aggressive. Yeah. And I knew that grand final day when it was thirty three degrees, I rubbed my hands and I thought this will suit us because we're conditioned better than them, yep. and. Um, I just felt that, I, I, look, the other thing which there was a resolve amongst the team, particularly towards the the final series in that the grand final, there, there were three players who didn't play. Um, Des English had cancer. Yes. Uh, Bernie Evans had a one-week suspension. Yes. Which, which was so cruel. And, of course, Peter Motley. Yeah. Um, wasn't going to play because of the car accident. And I know there was a resolve amongst the yeah. playing group that we're not going to lose this game. Yeah. And I know I, I remember driving to the game thinking we're not going to lose. And I, I reckon in all the games I coached, I drove to the game thinking that way maybe two or three times. So yeah. it, it, it was fantastic that it was a grand final. I was so inside. Popular. I was so sure that we were going to win yeah. that game. And, and uh, and I think the players were too. And, and Reese, of course, did a wonderful job. Well, you did them. a couple of moves. Like before that, at the start of the year, you did another move. You made Kernahan captain, mm. like in his second year. I know he was like mature age, like he'd already, you know, played in in Adelaide, and then he was twenty one or twenty two, I suppose, when in that eighty seven year. 
But that was still a bold move too, like because there was a couple of other players there you could have easily yeah. put. Like one would have been the dominator. I reckon he would have been upset that you didn't make him captain. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, look, there, there, there's, you know, Ken Hunter could have yeah, been. Yeah, Ken captain. Hunter, yeah. Um, but I just saw enough in Kernahan in that first year to realise that um, he was going to be a terrific leader of that club. And, and, I've, and I've said this many times, he's the best person in football that I've ever met. Yep. And the thing about him, he has got time for everyone. And, and he made everybody feel part of the club. Yeah, and uh, let's not forget he was a wonderful player. He was, a and wonderful. and my only criticism of him as a coach was, you got to give it back to the opposition a bit more yeah. because they're hitting you in the back of the head all the time. Yeah, yeah give it. a bit back, but he he just was always hard at the football, and what he captained the club for twelve years and leading goal kicker for God knows how many years, and um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's just. A wonderful man. I think he's, I always state this, that he is still best captain I've ever seen. He was a leader. Like when he went out there and he demanded that ball, you yeah. know, like it was just amazing. You know, like we've got captain now, like Cribs and that. I love them all and that and they they do a good job. But Kernahan was like just there, mate, give me that ball. I always remember there was a game in 93 where he drew, the game got drawn because he, he kicked it out on the full against Essendon. Do we remember that game? Oh, he was a wobbly kicker. Yeah, times. yeah, he was yeah. a wobbly. But the yeah. thing was, before that, he kicked the goal and then he turned around and he said, get me the ball, you know, mm. like he demanded the ball, you know. So, yeah, he was a great captain. Yeah, and look, it was a good choice because at the end of the day, like he was a premiership captain, he become like leading goal kicker for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. There's so mm. many accolades there. So how was uh, winning that grand final? That was your first grand final as a coach, you know. Do you, is it relief for you? That's, that's probably the That's word. It. Yeah, it's it's more it's more relief at the time. It's relief because yeah. you know that you know, you're responsible for yeah. well, thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, your your yes, supporters, your members, true. and that's um, true. you know, obviously the players, their families, and the fact that we'd lost the year before meant that you know we had to win that one. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, I, I, I know when we won it, it was a massive feeling of relief. Yeah. <laughs> I probably only felt good for about two weeks because two weeks later we played the Battle of Britain in London. Well, I was going to mention uh, that wasn't a bit of a... <laughs> what, what, what would be the best way to describe that? The shit hit the fan. Yeah, it did hit the fan. <laughs> did you, were you happy about, you know, going, like when that was said, we're going to go and play a game against North Melbourne who were out to get you because uh, did... Did, uh, mm -hmm. did you kick him out or did you uh, beat him in the last game? Or there was, uh, there was, yeah, I think it might have been the last game yeah. that made sure that we finished on top of the That's ladder. right, yeah. yeah. Was it after the siren kick? Kernahan. Kernahan after siren kick. There you go. There's the captain standing up and getting and mm. That made a big difference in the whole uh, final series, yeah. So were you... Uh, what time was they tell you we're going to go and play this exhibition game against thing. Were you happy about that? No. no, 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 not happy at all. Because the year before in '86 we played an exhibition match in uh, Tokyo, yeah, which was a junket, and uh, the game in London was a junket. It was a Foster's junket, yeah. and uh, I, I didn't want to go, and I told the club I didn't want to go, yeah. and uh, I was told, well, you know. The money that we we raise for this goes to pay you. Yeah. And I said, well, how come it goes to pay me? Why doesn't it go to pay Kernahan, Bradley, Johnson, yeah. Motley, Doritich? Yeah. Why is it me? <laughs> yeah. So, and I was I was a teacher. Like it, it I was uh, not full time coach. Yeah. So I had to take time off from my job. And and I, I look. You win the premiership or you play in a grand final. You then need need to let the players relax. And um, I know when we got to London and I saw the state of the players, well, they'd been enjoying themselves yeah. and so they should have. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's that's a memory which isn't a pleasant one. No, no, but it's always shown, yeah, so, yeah, no. And, and look, I, I know at the time, I, I had a crack at John Elliott in front of a lot of people yeah, and, did. and that, that <laughs> didn't go over well with the hierarchy. And I can remember... Um, Ian Collins in particular wasn't impressed with what I said. Yeah. And I said to my wife, this is two weeks after we won the premiership, 
they won't sack me, but when the wheels get wobbly down the track, <laughs> they will. <laughs> and they did. think about that. They did, yeah. A couple of years later, yeah, you went into a... Uh, yeah, they got... That would have been weird too, man. Like, seriously. Like, only two years after the premiership, or, yeah, close to years, they... um. How did that go about? Who, come and t- who comes and tells you that you're sacked? Wislops rang me on a Monday morning after we'd lost to the Brisbane Bears. I think you lost like eight in the... Was it like you lost a whole lot of games. Oh, right? yeah. I, I, look, they, they were entitled to sack me. I, yeah. I've got no issue with that yeah. because I think I'd lost the plot as yeah. well. Um, but I got a phone call from Wes Monday morning which is never a good time to get a phone call. <laughs> no. And he said, come to my place. That's not a good And I went over to his house in Hawthorne, and as I drove there, I, I knew that, uh, I knew what was going to happen. And I particularly knew when I got to his house, because in his driveway was Ian Collins' white Volvo. Okay. Anyway, I knocked on the door, he said, come in, and he said, we're in a bit of strife. And I said, oh yeah. And I said, is that Colo's car in your driveway? And he said, he was embarrassed. He said, yeah. And I said, well, where is he? And he <laughs> said, oh, he's down the back of the house. I said, tell him to come up. So he came up and uh, Colo said, uh, we want you to resign. Yeah. I said, I'm not resigning. And uh, I said, if you had any balls, you'd sack me. Yeah. So he said, you're sacked. <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. And I walked out and... Uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That was as simple as yeah. it was. And um, yeah, I drove home and, and I was worried, not for myself, I was worried for my family, you know, my wife and my kids, mm. my mother, uh, mm. what the publicity would be and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, that night I, at my place, like I got home and there was media out the front of my house and yeah. all this sort of stuff. So yeah. you've got to put up with that for so a few days. So you were still part time there? Or was yeah, I was still teaching. Yeah, you're still teaching. So, you know, not the exact, but was it when you were getting paid as a as a coach? Is it is it a lot of money? Like, does it compare to your teaching? Does it? Like... I was getting paid. Uh, oh, my contract at Carlton was a th- this is going back to 80, 86, 87, 88. I got a three year contract, and the contract was for. Um, 90000 100000 110000 Okay. Each year, as each year went by. Yeah. And I think there was a $10,000 bonus for a premiership. Okay, okay. Oh, so it's not too and bad. And so that was more than my teaching Yeah, wage. no, that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah no, that would have been it. So, did you, did you go into media uh, straight after that, or? Um, I had one year in media. Yeah, when I got uh, when I got the sack at Carlton, and um, did you like that? Yeah, I did. I did. I enjoy I enjoy writing. Yeah, and uh, I did a little bit of radio, and I I did writing, and then I had the uh, the offer to go and coach Brisbane yep. Bears. Yeah, which we weighed up as a family and decided let's have a crack at it and, yep. and i was in favor of a national competition which was really just starting to evolve 100 percent, yeah and uh so took the job with the brisbane bears and that was the end of my teaching career because you couldn't do both and i was going to another state so my wife and three kids we all headed off to uh, to queensland and um, I've got to say, it was one of the best life experiences that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, when, when we went, my kids weren't all that keen, and my wife was lukewarm. And after five years, we came back to Melbourne, and the kids didn't want to come back to Melbourne, <laughs> and my wife didn't want to come back to Melbourne. <laughs> so we... The weather, everything, just the well, lifestyle? Yeah, the weather, the lifestyle. Um, the sport, like it was great for the kids because you could go out and play every day, and yeah. you know they they yeah. also got involved with the surf club. Yeah, uh, they had a little tinny which they'd go around the nice. canals. Nice, and, yeah. um, and 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 also like when I started at Brisbane, the team was the laughing stock of the competition. Yeah, and when I left, you know we'd gained a lot of respect and credibility. Well, I'll tell you one game that. I wasn't happy, and that was that 95 final with uh, Brisbane and Carlton, and um, 
I was there and I watched that game and I just I was going, what are, what are we doing here? How can Gave we... Gave you hell of a fright. <laughs> you got no idea, man. You got no idea. Well, that, so... that, was, that was when the final system was the top team, number one team, played, played the eighth team. And, and that was the whole thing. Like... Yeah, well, one played eight, you'd think one's going to win pretty easily, but um, we pl- when I say we, Brisbane at the time, we, we played Carlton about round 17 or 18 mm-hmm. at Carlton got beaten by a couple of goals and when we played them in that final like it was neck and neck up until Cooter kicked a couple towards the end and Carlton won. He had to get involved didn't he Cooter? He had to get involved again. He was at like oh my god how good of a player was that bloke there. He saved us a few times. I got a question for you. Yeah. I'm number 42. Yeah. Number 43. Yeah. Who are you going to go for? Cooter or Swan Mackay? Listen, I might go for both. Now. Oh, you, you've got to make a, make a decision. Come on. Uh, what are we? We're 42, so I can't tell the audience who I've already interviewed. So I've already got 43. Have you already now. done 43? Yeah, I've already done 43. Well, tell me off camera. I will tell you off camera. I'll tell you. And whichever one it is, they're both great players, yes. Yeah, so. well, whichever one it isn't is entitled to <laughs> I, I guarantee who we haven't got, I'll get for for another talk for sure. Uh, okay. If that person would want to come on for sure, yeah. But uh, Kuda, I don't know, like, um, f- being a little bit younger, um, watching Kuda, to me, I've always said, I don't care what anyone says, in that time that he was, like, on top of the world, could have been one of the best footballers pound for pound, yeah? He could play in every position. He could he could take them all on. You're laughing because you're being there. Uh, what do you No, 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 no argument. Kuda at his best was yeah. a sensational yeah, player. he was, he was, yeah. How many premierships no, he played? No, just one premiership, just one premiership, yeah. Just one premiership, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, no, it's true. Like, what's Swan win? Four? Yeah, four. That's, uh, is that the most? I don't think any Carlton players There's played in more than four. Bruce has played in four. Um, he won Jess has played yeah. in four. Yeah, four. Yeah. That's right. I think I don't think anyone's but done. Has Purse, Purse played in four? Four. Yeah. yeah. Have you interviewed Purse? No, I want to interview Purse. <laughs> hey, you know, like I was thinking about Purse. Like he was a good player, ain't he? Hey, Purse was a very good player. I know because Purse he reminds was... you. He, everyone sees those. You know, those he misses the goal, he gets so excited about kicking a goal. But in actual fact, and he was a big instrumental like player in that 72 grand final, wasn't he? You, you only have to look at the big matches that Carlton played in yeah. through that 12 year period in the yeah. big games. Purse played very, very yeah. well. Yeah, 79, he was he was important, you know. So, yeah. 72, yeah, all of them, yeah, you know, you're right. So, uh. We're definitely going to try to get first. I think he's a great player, yeah. So uh, we've gone off thing a bit. Now you made me not think about what I was thinking about. But that's good. That's good. But um, yeah, so yeah, that that game, that game. But so you just fell short with uh, with Carl that time, and then we went on to to finish off the next two sides pretty easily. But you were the one that really like you really pushed us that day. Yeah, mm. so how'd that feel? Um, oh, I was against real- Carlton. I was I was really proud of the Brisbane players. Yeah. You know, we we'd come from nowhere and uh, ended up, you know, gaining a lot of respect. Yeah. And um, it was a very young side. Like you, you, you know, you, you had about eight or ten of them who were twenty-one or younger. Names the, like names like Voss, Chris Scott, Nigel Lappin, yeah. Justin Lepich, uh, Craig McRae, yeah. um, Sean Hart, Marcus Ascroft. And all of those young fellas went on to play in three premierships. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty much like now they're when we talk about Brisbane, arguably one of the one of the best sides yeah. in the modern era. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Them and Hawthorne, maybe Geelong, you know what I mean? So yeah. Mm. So uh, and then when did you uh decide to leave Brisbane? Well, I decided to leave because there there are a couple of things. Um, My son David, he was 17, yep. and he was going to be picked up by Carlton under the father-son, yep. so he'd be coming to Melbourne, and 
my mother was unwell and my wife's mother was unwell and they, they were elderly and living in Melbourne by themselves and we just thought it's time to go back yep. there, you know, because of the health of the parents and because David was going to be in Melbourne. And so we decided to come back and um, I had a job organised with the Age newspaper yep. to write football full time, which, yep. which I was happy yeah, to do because I, I thought I'd, I'd run my race as a coach like I'd been yeah. coaching for about 15 years. Yeah. And um, as it turned out, because I left Brisbane, Brisbane swooped on John Northey, yep. who was coaching Richmond, and he had a year of contract to go at Richmond, but he, he jumped ship and went to uh, Brisbane. That left Richmond without a coach, and then they knocked on the door and asked me if I'd coach them. So pretty much you went straight into coaching yeah, Richmond. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I, was only, I was only at Richmond for a year and a half, which yeah. means I got sacked in the second year. Yeah. Um, should I have gone there? Probably not. Mm. But, you know, ego's involved and, yeah. you know, it was a, it was a nice contract. And, yeah. um, and during my time at Richmond, I did, the best part of it, I did meet some really good people. And yeah. one of them is, is Benny Gale, who's now the CEO of Richmond and has done such a good job there. Yeah. Matty Knights and, yeah. uh, you know, the Callaway brothers and yeah. uh, Tony Free, they're, 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 Darren Gasper, there were some terrific young fellas there. Yeah. But it didn't work out, no. and um, when I got the sack there, um, that pretty much when I started doing the media full yeah. time, which ended up being a seventeen-year yeah. media oh, well. uh, career, which which I thoroughly enjoyed, and I was able to relax. Like the pressures of coaching, as being senior coach of an AFL club, the pressures are, are, are enormous. That's amazing. Like I can't imagine. I've always said like. Why would you want to coach the side? Like it's just like because we're all all of us are coaches mm. every week. You got to see me, man. I've got all the moves. I'm the general after the battle. But to actually put yourself out there and um, and do that and then get all the criticism, you know, like that's like oh, that's... there's always there's always three or four coaches who the the torch the spotlight is on yep. because their team hasn't performed like. You know, how'd you like to be David Noble at the moment at North Melbourne? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, Ben Rutten at Essendon. Yeah. There's always two or three. And yeah, you, you are only three or four straight losses away yeah. from that. And, uh, yeah, and, and it, it can affect you and particularly the close ones around you. A hundred percent. Now, in your days, like, you were, like, solitary coach. How many, like, uh, assistant coaches would you have around you? Oh, when I started at Fitzroy, and you've got to remember, we're going back, yep. gee, how long? 1981, so yeah. 20, over 40 years ago. Yeah. I was, I was still teaching, so um, I had a reserve team coach, yep. and I had a fitness guy, and they were both part-time, yep. and that was it. That was it. So, so there, there were, let's say there were three of us who were responsible for 50 players. Yep. Um, three years ago, three years ago, I did a little bit of work mentoring the assistant coaches at Carlton. I remember that. I was going to ask about that. But yeah. How many assistant coaches do you think there were? Um, all up, I'd say there was, I don't know, 15. There were 10. Yeah. And then you had full-time um, fitness staff, like the, yeah. the old-fashioned phys editors. Yeah. And then you had full-time statisticians. Yeah. And wherever you look, there are people, 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 people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's overkill to a certain extent. And what's happened in the last couple of years, uh, particularly with you know COVID and so on, there has been a cut of staff. Yep. And I think yeah, that, yeah, I think right. that's a good thing because too many cooks can spoil the broth. And they do. And the, and, and as you said, man, there's like coaches everywhere. So we've got to. Well, I don't know what. The senior coach's role is now how how much of it how big is his role now like there's all assistant coaches now i reckon the assistant coach is like the best job you can have isn't it you, you you're coaching but you haven't got the you're pressures not, you're of not it. full responsibility yeah. look I, I i think you our, our game of australian rules is the hardest team game to coach in the world yeah why because 
It's the biggest sporting field yep. on which any game team game is played, and there are more players on that field. Yep. So any one coach who thinks he knows what's going on is kidding himself, because yep. he doesn't. You've got 36 players out there on a, on a massive field. You don't know exactly what's going on. So you do need to have your forward line coach, your midfield yeah. coach, your back line coach, you know, your ruck specialist coach and yeah. so on. Um, and then you've got you know, your development coaches, etc., etc. But um, one of the problems with having too many coaches is that players will move, gravitate towards the coaches who give them the feedback yeah. they like. Yeah, and it's a different. Yeah. It's a different. Look, the young That's blokes true. today are very different. Like I couldn't coach today because if I gave them a hard lesson or a hard word, um, they go to their manager and say he's too tough. Yeah, yeah. But I'm old school too, man. You definitely could not coach now because you'd be in trouble straight away. Yeah? Um, I mean, I'd have eighteen managers at the door on Monday. Hundred percent, man. Uh, the the some of the old players that have told me. Through that, through that period at Carlton where um, the training was like tough, man. But like you said, it got them ready for... Oh, they, for the, yeah. They were, they and were, look, whilst they say it was tough, I, I would... But they love it. I would say they'd look back on it now and say, thank God we did They it. did, they do. They yeah. say exactly that. They loved it. They loved it. They needed it. A lot of them say they needed to be mm. like... Um, be pushed like that to get to the end, yeah. When you went to Carlton that time, the last time you did that little bit of a mentoring or what yeah. position was it mentoring yeah and it was a voluntary position it was not a paid yeah, position. Yeah. i just wanted to help out yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good of you yeah and who was the who were the coach who was the coach at brendan Carl? bolton was the coach and yeah. then halfway through that year brendan got the sack and david t yeah became the coach yeah did you have like what was your role there did you just speak to oh, Bolton just I, I spent most of my time just talking to the assistant coaches yeah. and giving them a bit of feedback. Yeah. Well, I must say with Brendan, towards the end, he he would ask me, you know, just to, to observe. And um, the day after the game, just give him a few bullet points on things yeah. that I, I observed that I thought were good and yeah. that were not so good. Yeah. Um, and, I, and in many ways, I feel for Brendan because he, he gave you the Mackays and the Kernos who were firing today, he gave them their first 40 games. Yeah. And uh, he, he did the hard yards with a lot of those young players. And uh, now, you know, the, the fruit's growing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's sort of, well, he's not forgotten by those young blokes because they appreciate that he 100%. gave them their start. Well, we had this little discussion between the boys and we had this discussion um, and there was this article that come out, should he be given some like, acknowledgement for where the team is now? Because I saw him as they put him in there and he had a job to do to get these young t players ready for later on and he was almost a scapegoat. I don't know even if they... They thought they were going to have him there later on. I don't know. Well, look, you, you never quite know in footy, but I, I, I think he deserves credit for what he did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, I know he had his heart. Because he was, uh, he was. And because he was asked to do a particular job to get that team oh, ready, wasn't he? Yeah. So I, I, play I, the young kids. Like, yeah. And the list that he was given at the start was a pretty woeful list. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And like... Uh, yeah, he, he, didn't have the, he didn't have the luxury of uh, Williams and Martin and Hewitt and Chera coming into the Thank team. Like, Chera's an A-grader, Hewitt's an A-grader. I don't know about Martin and Williams, but they're certainly at least B-graders. B we, we pay them like A-graders. <laughs> well, there's a couple there who are paid as A-graders and yeah. delivered D-grade results. 100%, 100%. But, but yeah. Chera and Hewitt, I think, are... are Chera's a Butte player, yeah. yeah. Like, Hewitt's been huge, I think. Hewitt. Oh, Hewitt is as honest as the day is long. Yeah. And uh, and I and I love him. And also, yeah, like Brendan had Walsh for only a dozen games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a star. That bloke could be one of the best. Um, but but if we talk about the current team, yeah, I'm really glad Michael Voss got the coaching position. Yep. The fact that he, we said earlier, he was thrown into the Brisbane job because yep. he was Michael Voss. Yeah. And that's that's understandable. But when he got the sack there. He showed he was fair income by going to Adelaide for seven years. Yep. For seven years yep. with his family as an assistant. 
Yep. So I'm going to do an apprenticeship. I'm going to develop my skills. And that's what he did. He did it. And I'm so glad that, one, he did it, and two, he's been given an opportunity. Yep. I'd love to think that he'd be a 10-year coach at Carlton. Uh, and look, we're not getting carried away with this early successful start, but he well could be, and that, that would be fantastic for the footy club because it just needs to settle down. 100%. They're building their membership. The, the ground itself's looking really good. Yep, You've got a couple of you know big fellas up in the forward line. Um, they Weedering's a, a, a you know, best be. and a half back in the competition. And uh, you know, I just I just written there's a couple of kids there. Like Cottrell's going to be a good player. They they just need to something. keep playing him. Yeah. Uh, Fisher, I reckon needed a kick in the ass, and he's I reckon he's 100%. got it, and he's 100%. starting to play some better football. Yeah, and he's uh, his role you know, there, you know. Pitonay in the ruck is not an A grader, but he he he's A grade effort, and yeah. and he's good value. Yeah. And I just want to see him come back. De Koning could be anything. Yes, so there's a, there's a bit to get excited about. Oh, we're excited, and especially like oh, you met my son. Like, he this is the first time he's seen anything. Like up till now, <laughs> you got no idea. Up to now, like you're making Barry for Khan, because he's not going to Barry for anyone but Khan. I'll tell you right now, and that's what happened. And then we're having such bad years, and I'm thinking to myself, like, but. You don't understand how good we were, I'm trying to tell you, and now he's seeing it, yeah? I, I, I haven't been to a game. Well, I've actually, I've actually been to two Carlton games. They invited me to a dinner and a lunch, and as soon as the lunch and dinner were over, I came home. Yeah. Because, as you know, I live 200 metres yeah. from the MCG. Yeah. Um, but I've watched every game on TV. Yeah. And um, the other night, when they had the win over Essendon, yeah. uh, 65,000 there, the, the camera just zoomed on a massive section of the Carlton crowd and they're all out of their seats and they're yeah. jumping and I'm thinking, how good's that? Yeah, how is good, good is that? We need that. I've got seven grandkids. Um, one of them barracks with the Dockers because her dad, my son David, he's, he oh, works with the Dockers. Yeah. And uh, the others all barrack for Carlton. Yeah. And they all, they all went en masse. They came to my place and... I said, g'day to them all, and I got their Carlton beanie scarves That's and gear cool. on, and then off they went to the footy, which yeah. was great. But one of those kids, the 14-year-old girl, she rang me two years ago, and she said, Pa, Mum says I've got to call you. I said, oh, yeah. She said, uh, I don't barrack for Carlton anymore. I said, oh, all right. I said, who do you barrack for? She said, I barrack for Richmond. I said, Why? She said, oh, well, they win. <laughs> anyway, she's back on board, <laughs> she said she which does. is good. Yeah, but I can good. understand what you're saying because the kids who've grown up with the Carlton jumpers on, they, they haven't seen success. No, no, we've been like, it's been like, because as as one of the old schoolers, like I remember the blues as they were, I used to walk around with my chest pumped out, you know what I mean? I was a calm supporter, you know? And I still had that even when we're, when we're playing terrible, I'm still thinking, like I don't think that we're at the bottom of the ladder. We're still Carlton. Mm. We've still got the best emblem in the world. I don't care what best anyone Hundred percent, sure. you know what I mean? But the kids look at it and they go like, we're, mm. we're just hopeless, you know? But this year's like, this year's been, so like heartening it's been good to see like just what they're doing you know i could see a building i don't know could yeah. you see a building you could see the players were there we just yeah. i don't know if we didn't have the right structure what was going on you know definitely picking up a couple of these players kerno coming back at his best well that's the other thing you know you, you think of if you go back again to bolton he never he never had kerno no. you know he missed two three years while we're talking, Carlton, we should mention uh, Sam Doherty. Oh, he's um, the most inspirational it, it is just, uh It is just amazing. Mm. Two ACLs, two bouts of cancer, and he's playing the football that he's playing. Unbelievable, it, isn't it? It is, it is just wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. just um, inspiring, especially, I'm telling you, I, I, I think we all were emotional when he kicked that goal. Yeah. It was just amazing. In the crowd, we just sat there like, and, and everyone just cheered, but that was an amazing, no, he's an absolute, he's a, look, I thought he was always a great player, Chamberlain, and when he came from over from Brisbane, we were mm. so happy, but he's really shown his worth, and I think it's been good that Cripps 
has got the solitary captain now. Yeah, he seems yeah. to, uh, to take on that role. I, I like just having the one captain. and I think, is this what their leadership is? is Cripps captain and Weedering and Walsh deputy or vice yeah. captain, two vice captains. And I think that's a really good way to Perfect. go because let's say, let's say, well, hopefully Cripps can play for another three or four years yeah. at least. Yeah. But, you know, Weedering, Weedering's a, He's a quiet guy in many ways, but he just does it on the field. He leads with what he does on the field, and he trains really hard. He's old school, isn't he? Yeah, and, and Walsh, <laughs> Walsh is a beauty. Like Walsh will end up being captain of the club, but that could be six years down the track. Yeah. yeah. All right, just say... All right, just say, say Cripps finishes three-time premiership player, a captain and that, and we move on to the next captain, Yeah. Right at this moment, you would go Walsh instead of Weedering. Oh, just this is just yeah, yeah. Look, I, I would go Weedering. Yeah, for some look, reason. It's a, let's, it let's, let's just see what happens in the next three yeah, or four no, no. years. I'm just saying now, like I don't know. It's a nice that. situation. To yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, I love Walsh. He's like just the bloke. For, I, I think it's one of the best starts to a career ever. Like mm. he's just, he's just, uh, it just like this year. Everyone's going, oh, he's having a fair year. And if you look at his stats, you go, oh my god, like how much more does he have to do? Mm. But Weedering is such a leader back there. He reminds. I'm not going to say it. Like he's not this person, right? So the Bruce Dool kind of attributes. You know what I mean? He's just quiet. He does his job. Yeah. He punches the ball. You know what I yeah. mean? He does what he's got to do. Yeah, no fuss or flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's a beauty. Yeah. I would definitely like being there. Yeah. So I think we're on the right track now. And well, I'm glad you're happy. I'm wrapped. <laughs> I'm wrapped, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm starting to get that. Um, I don't what don't don't start to get arrogant. No, I'm already right. arrogant <laughs> because because that's something that Carlton supporters can become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can, like, we can blame Jack Elliott for that. How good? <laughs> and George Harris. Yeah, George Harris. Yeah, that's true. Them two there, but come on, Jack. Jack was a great Carlton person, man. He did everything because he loved the club. He so stayed much. too long. He did stay too long. Good. I'm glad you admit that. Every, he knows that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But and even like, my dog knows that. Yeah, yeah he's like, come on, you, you, you said you went to. I think everyone sometimes stays a little bit too long because they think they can do just a oh, little yeah. bit more. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. yeah, he was a great man. Yeah, so. All right, that's been good. Okay, good, good. That's been good. Now, we cut got the, the camera and tell me who's number 43 you picked. I will, I will. But before we do that, what we're going to do is say thank you very much. Okay. I appreciate you for joining uh, the Jumper Punch uh, the Jumper Punch crew. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, Robert. Thank well, you. Okay, mate.